young America, we need to talk. You may think this is uncool. You may even think it is bogus. But I want to tell you about something that has everyone buzzing. Something that concerns mature boys and girls just like you. Something called grassroots. This is Aaron Ashley Simon. This is Brandon Kilbeachall. Welcome to another episode of Grassroots Podcast. I know it's been a while. We haven't had a guest. I know you guys have been enjoying our opinions and thoughts and, and yelling even at album us and reviews. Shit. <laughs> yeah, yelling at us and shit because you don't like what we said, but it's cool. It's all right. But today we have a special guest here. Special guests. We've been trying to get this woman on for quite some time. She was having too much fun in L.A. Word. She, she, she's like, fuck New York. She I came in that. popping her collar. She's like, listen, guys, <laughs> just fuck your lives over here. Just just come back and just come and move to L.A. I'm telling you. I'm like, look I'm at living, that. I'm living my best life. Yeah, yeah, she hit me with that shit. If, if, if another person hit me with this, I'm living my best life shit. You don't get the fuck out of here, man. God damn. Well, introduce yourself. We have we have a, a, a thing here where we like our guests to feel nice and comfortable. We don't introduce you. You introduce yourself. Okay, so I'm Lyric, Lyric Perez, and I am a producer extraordinaire. I'm just joking. I just made that up. <laughs> I was about to say, wait, I, I, I didn't read that in your bio. <laughs> um, and, um, and yeah, I've been working in um, entertainment, television, film for about 10 years now, mm -hmm. um, and I love hip-hop. Yes, hip-hop head. Hey, That's my intro. Yeah, we it was a nice intro. Yeah. But she's be she's being humble about it. Am I? Yeah. I think I mean, not everybody can be Nicki Minaj, you know. Uh, oh, oh my man. god. Oh man. Yo, she already <laughs> shooting. I'm not about that life. That's that's definitely <laughs> that's definitely what we're gonna get into here today, especially if you're keeping up with that shit. Um but first, we wanted to kind of bring uh, people up to speed. A lot of people don't know you're really accomplished behind the scenes person that we don't really feel gets enough credit as you should, especially in the, in the media industry. So we wanted to talk more about that, a little bit of your journey, and then we want to get a little muddy. We want to get into these streets. That's awesome. So go ahead. Where was, where was your original start? That's what I want to know, because I don't know. <laughs> okay, so I knew very well that I wanted to work in entertainment like my whole life. I mm -hmm. grew up singing, and I wanted to be a singer. And then I realized I sounded a little bit like Jennifer Lopez. So I okay. said, I'm going to 86 that. <laughs> um, and then I wanted to work in the music industry, went to SUNY Purchase College. Okay. Um, I'm also a high school dropout. So And then I graduated like on time. I started a year late, graduated in three years and did arts management. So okay. I got to take mm -hmm. like my own classes so i took songwriting i took acting i took poetry writing because i'm a poet as well mm -hmm. um i actually have a book too oh i just did my book look isn't at, that great look oh plug my plug plugs. <laughs> i like that. plugs I, I forgot all of it i don't promote it ever really but did you did you bring us a copy though um no i didn't but i'll send you one. Oh, okay, that, that, okay. Uh, ladies and gentlemen right. it's that, called love poems i've always wanted that's, to have that's interesting talk when they say uh, i'll send it to you <laughs> that's that la talk just, that, that's the LA, <laughs> la talk just just be aware people when you got to know it when it happens no rock out go ahead <laughs> i promise i'll send it <laughs> okay um and i basically interned at bad boy after graduating from college okay. and i worked in the in the songwriting department in the publishing department mm -hmm. mm. and i wanted to be a songwriter i said you know what i don't want to be like in the scene anymore i want to be behind the scenes mm -hmm. i don't want to be a celebrity i don't want to be famous 
Um, and then there was a lot of sexual harassment in the music industry. And yeah. I was just like, mm-hmm. well, let me just go ahead and figure something else out. And so yeah. I was looking for production jobs. Why? I don't know. I just, I just, that was just what my spirit said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I found this ad on Craigslist, which was sponsored by the uh, mayor's office here in New York of mm-hmm. film theater and broadcasting. And they have a production assistant training program. Yeah. So it's like a one month rigorous program where um, you like you defeat out like a hundred people that come there for an open house, and then you have a personal interview if they do choose you, and then you learn walkie lingo and how to be the best production assistant ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people don't make it in this industry because it's freelance and yeah. it's not easy. Yeah. And as a PA, you and when you're young, you hear, oh, one hundred and fifty dollars a day, holy shit! Like yeah. that's you know. But then you're working 12, 14, 17 hours a day, and you're doing the most, and then you realize, oh, this shit is real gritty. It's real. Yeah. Um. And then I think, uh, so after being a PA for like about two years, I started coordinating production managing. Then I was like, I don't want to babysit people. I don't want to manage productions. I want to be the creative person. Mm-hmm. So that was fulfilling to me. And I started, um, I started producing and associate producing um, for shows like Mob Wives and okay. What Not to Wear and um, all these really great shows, house hunting shows, Caribbean Life, HGTV, all of these things. And I had such a well-versed um, background. I even worked on Kids, Kid Cudi's uh, music video, Make Her Say. Oh, shit. In like 2009. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Okay. Um, and that was my first and last music video. Because <laughs> I, I, my call time was 4 a.m. and I left at 8 p.m. And I was like, never again. Uh, and I didn't, make, I didn't make good money on that. And I, after that, it just put a bad taste in my mouth. So I was yeah. like, you know what? I'm good. That was fun, but I'm good. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then Complex happened. Um, in about, I think it was 2016, Mm -hmm. I received, um, an email after I saw a post about how they were hiring like real producers and all of these things. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was like, oh my God, this is cool. This is great. Let me just submit my information. And then I got a call back and I had an interview and the interview went really well. And they, they wanted to know what my rate was. And I told them what my rate was. And then Mm -hmm. it was crickets. And this was October of 2016. And then December 2016, I got an email saying, hey, Lyric, we're still looking for producers. Can you remind me what your rate is again? And I told them, and it was crickets. And then February comes around, Mm. and I get another, and then, oh, a friend calls me. And he's like, hey, Lyric, do you know any line producers? Line producers, by the way, for all of you who are listening, are the person who is in charge of the budget. Mm -hmm. So they're the ones that, you know, line producer. They're in the Excel sheets. They're, you know, fixing the money around. I obviously was not that. So I was like, I'm not really sure. But it's, you know, here's what I've been up to. And I talked to Complex. He's like, Complex? I work at Complex. I was like, get out of (laughs) here. So he he forwarded my resume around. And one woman called me back. And she loved me over the phone. And she said, I want you to come in and meet this guy. Um, he was like the head of video. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, well, actually, I met him and he liked me, but I think it's my rate. And she was like, all right, well, I'm going to fight for you because I know that you're, you know, I know what you're doing. And I think you would be great for the Joe Budden um, morning show. That's what they called it at the time, mm-hmm. the Joe Budden morning show. And I was like, yeah, that sounds dope. I would love to do that. Yeah. Um, and I was super excited about it because now here's a way I can get back into music and mm-hmm. doing, you know, so mm-hmm. it kind of came full circle even now that I'm. At Revolt. I know. Because that's really full. Like, I started at Bad Boy, and now I'm here. Yeah. Again, he, it, Puff has no idea, but I just think that that's, <laughs> that's dope, magical. Though. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. 
Um, so then I worked at Complex, and Joe and I, Joe came in with Sin for our first, my first day, right? It's a Thursday. I have this beautiful, like, Banana Republic blouse. I'm trying to look all, like, professional. It's my, you know, it's my new persona. I don't have to wear sneakers <laughs> and run around everywhere. And, um, and then Joe comes in, and, and Joe has this kind of energy, if you don't know him, mm-hmm. where he's just, like, a little intimidating, and it's, a lot of people are afraid of him. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty brave. I wasn't afraid. I was happy to be there. And he was like, well, where's the other producer that you told me that was going to be working on this? <laughs> and then this gentleman was like, well, I'll have Lyric introduce herself. So I introduced myself and I was like, you know, I listened to your podcast and I think it's great and I, I can't wait to work with you. And all of a sudden, like his guard was down and, yeah. and it was cool. It was peace. Mm-hmm. And then him and I just became like in sync. Yeah. Like yeah. any creative idea, he, like that same meeting, he shut someone else down and he was like, I like that idea. When I gave him my idea, mm-hmm. I like yeah. that idea. Let's yeah. do that, you know? Mm-hmm. And and him and I just, like, hit it off the whole time. Yeah. Um, so that was, like, I, th- I guess, obviously, I'm here now. People are people who are excited about music and are, are excited about the content that we have done together. It's something that I've, you know, I've ve- been very low-key mm-hmm. all my career, and now it's something that is inspirational. And it's blossoming. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really dope. Um, but... For those who don't know exactly what a producer or a showrunner do, can you break that down for them? Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> so okay, so just a little bit more. Like I've 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 not only coordinated and produced or ma- and production managed, but I've also cast, and that that's something that is really good for you because you learn how to develop shows, mm-hmm. and so like you're literally thinking, like VH1 might want a show that's kind of like this is what we want. Where we want like successful, good-looking people, right? Because that's that's the game well, I mean, for everything, you know, right? You're in the right and, spot. But, <laughs> but we want them to be athletic, <laughs> and we want them to be, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So you'll come up with, and then you have to cast in three cities. Let's look for people in three cities. So you, it's your job to scout these people and to figure out who's the most interesting, yeah. And what jobs do they have, and all of these. So you get the working, the creative gene, yeah. and that helped me a lot with where I am now because. I know how to pitch a show. Yeah. I know how to write a treatment. I know how to write a sample script. I know how to put a deck together. Mm-hmm. And being a showrunner for the first time in a setting like this, where it's not only digital, but it's linear, it's television too, mm-hmm. um, it's a great feeling and it's a great experience. And, and part of our job is to come up with what we want the show to look like, what the format is, what is the show? Mm-hmm. Like, tell us what the show is. And you have to come up with all of those things. You have to know who to hire. You have to know how to hire, which I've also done that, right? Yeah. yeah. And then you you have to find writers, all of these different things that you really have to be a part of. There's a lot resting on your shoulders, but there's also a lot of cooks in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So as an executive producer, you're never the only executive producer. There's other executive producers, but you just hope that everybody kind of trusts each other to make the right decision. It's a collaborative thing. Yeah. And so that's a part of my job. I'm also directing, too. I've, I've been directing. I directed Everyday Struggle, which wasn't too heavy. I didn't have to move around a lot. Mm-hmm. But, um, but directing is also something you need to know cameras. You need to know frame rates. You need to know how you want something to look, what equipment you want to use to achieve that look, mm-hmm. and, um, and be able to know how to talk to people. I think as a producer, and there's all different kinds of producers, there's all different styles of content, right? You have docu-series, you have documentaries, mm-hmm. you have all of these things, and then you have actors. So there's a whole different kind of flow with scripted versus non-scripted. Mm-hmm. Um, we call it non-fiction television versus scripted television. Okay. And that's like the industry term for it. And, um, 
And yeah, and you just like, you have to learn how to talk to people. So if I'm talking to somebody who has never done this before, it's my job. It's kind of like psychology yeah. and sociology. And like, how can I get you to trust me and answer my questions, right? I worked on Ink Master, which is a competition oh. show with where they do tattoos. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of my favorite, by the way, because it's all art, you know, yeah. it's all creative. Yeah. And you have these people and, and you're literally, as a field producer, you're assigned to like 10 artists, so your job is to listen to all of their conversations on the floor to see what's going on. You let them know in the control room. The director lets the camera guys know. And then you see the camera guy run to that section and like see what's going mm. on. Like that's that's a little inside okay. scoop of how that's done. Um, but you also have people that they can't have their phone all day. They're mad. They might not want to do a scene. Fuck this. I'm out of here. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And it's your job to, to, to really try to help and change that. Mm -hmm. And then it's a lot of problem solving. Mm -hmm. And it's important in any job, but especially television, because there's so much pressure, there's so much money that... It's okay if something fails, and usually it always does. There's always something that goes awry. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and it's always hurry up and wait, and it's always, holy shit, I can't believe this happened, but it always ends up being okay. Yeah. Like there's yeah. a saying that relax, it's only TV. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So as a producer, you just have to be very well-rounded. You have to be creative, and you have to know how to talk to people. Yeah. I was going to say, it's like you're almost like a creative liaison, but just in different realms when you think about it. Like you're mm -hmm. really... It's like your show. You have to at least embrace it as if it's your show in order for it to be successful. And then getting a whole bunch of people, you know, in one line to be able to have one creative goal and one creative uh, idea and concept. That, that that sounds like a challenge in itself when you're dealing it on a day to day basis and then dealing with egos and shit like that. Yeah. So, so my, my, my nephew asked now, now that I'm visiting, I'm hanging out with my nephew who's 11 years old. He's a gamer. He's editing his own shit. It's impressive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he told me, you know, is it is it difficult, you know, is it difficult to do this? Is it is it hard? And I was like, I think the hard part is thinking that you can't do something. That's the hard part. Yeah. It's like when you never drove before, that shit is scary. It's like, mm -hmm. will I ever drive? Yeah. I yeah. can I can murder myself and other people. <laughs> like, you know, and then you start driving and now the shit is like second nature to you. You yeah. know where to look and you're not it's like a, a autopilot thing almost. Mm -hmm. And that's how like the thing about entertainment is that it can be extremely intimidating when you have these people who are competitive. This happens sometimes. You have people who have their noses up high at you, mm -hmm. and they they want to see you fail. And this is politics. This is this is you know companies. They do this, and mm -hmm. you don't stay with those companies, and you move the fuck on, and you find better projects, and you find better people to work with, mm -hmm. and you find pockets mm -hmm. of really good people who want to help you win. Yeah. And, are, and they, they say, do this, do it. And if, it's a, if there's a mistake or two or three or four, they'll let you know. Mm -hmm. All you need to see, everything is taught, right? Yeah. When you go to school, anything that we do, we're taught how to do it, Definitely. right? Yeah. So if you know that and you hone in on that and you remember that and you tell yourself the opposite of what you're fearing about, it's, it's like what you're afraid of, you can say, I can do this, I will do this. And then all of a sudden, you're a fucking pro yeah it's pr the, like practice take makes the master right yeah. practice makes the master so just believe you can do it and that and i told my nephew i was like that's the hardest part yeah it's crazy that you say that because i feel like when you work in entertainment not even just entertainment but like media or music you're always put in a position where you may not know how to do something but you have to figure it out mm -hmm. i know brandon has done, been in that i've been in that yeah. many times but it kind of goes back to what you said like 
your fear is usually the initial part. But when you actually do it, you're like, oh, it's not that bad. Mm -hmm. um, but talking about experience, we got to go everyday struggle. We got to go into that. We got to go into Definitely. that one. I need, I need the juice from I another angle. The, I was like, oh, we going to skate right past this. <laughs> I don't even got to talk about okay. it. No. Lyric, you're better than that. Come on. We're definitely <laughs> talking about not. We're, we're, we're definitely talking that. about this shit. <laughs> So we, we, we do want to get your perspective um, mm -hmm. as fans of the show. Um, you know, first off, beautiful job. I think yeah. in, in that era, I think there was a void that was filled with just raw hip hop yeah. discussions. Beautiful. And then it went awry. It, it, it went left. <laughs> it went left um, to leave us fans sobbing and, and trying to figure out what happened i was one of those people yeah absolutely absolutely i knew it was over when he when he was obviously it's not over right but for but, but for what it's it over. was becoming yeah for what it was becoming yeah that was over yeah. and that could have been something that was amazing like mm -hmm. the chemistry that was built the hardships that we went through together as a family and um, what it could have grown into. I, it's like all the ideas that I had that I wanted to do, it just, it was too much of a struggle. <laughs> like when I tell you everyday struggle, I cannot tell you how much I would say, like we need to sage this bitch. Everyday struggle, literally, like if, if it, it is an everyday struggle, it was, yeah. you know, in the beginning it was, it was very stressful and then it, then we kind of got into a groove and I wanted to do more. There's, you know, Long story short, <laughs> um, long story short, you, you're, God damn it. Talk, Sorry. Just, I'm just, I'm trying to be PC. Yeah. We, no, um, we know, we know. We, I, right. and I don't, and not that I really want to, but it's important. I, I, you have to, you have to. Because, put it like this, when a, when, when a company is limited, mm -hmm. when a company is limited with certain things, or when, or when they, or when, or when problems with people in the company affect the relationships with the talent, mm -hmm. it, things become difficult and yep. it becomes a detriment. And Joe, what I'm inspired by with Joe a lot, and I never got to tell him this, and I kind of wanted to tell him this yesterday, is that he never cared to bend for anybody. He has, he's a very loyal morale person mm -hmm. like he's mm -hmm. a fucking sweetheart and mm -hmm. he means well he might tell you suck my dick if he's mad or whatever and like maybe a little insensitive at times uh, but he I wouldn't say, uh, way more he, than a little like, whatever he basically he was texting me like lyric like i don't care if you're in la you need to be doing my show and i mm -hmm. was like okay okay fine like <laughs> all right like it ended up working that way i had other opportunities going on but back to everyday struggle right yeah i think that when a company because we have to understand that complex is not a production company it's not a network mm -hmm. and i thought that that's what they were trying to do and then it looked like that yeah. right at that, because verizon and hearst bought them so mm -hmm. they needed people like me to come in with the know-how and like but there's, there's a division between editorial and video and production and keeping the same kind of thing and and it's very it, if you can't grow as a group or as a team within the business mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then 
it falls apart. Like, yeah. you, you know, like you can't say, I know I want to put a brick and I need to put cement between the brick. And somebody's like, nah, we're going to use crazy glue, yo. Yeah. Like, it, then my shit's going to fall apart. Yeah. And only one thing is going to stay strong. And then I'm just going to leave the project and then go ahead and paint and, and not paint, but like build bricks and cement somewhere else yeah. and yeah. build a home. And unfortunately, that happens a lot in entertainment, right? You might not have the same creative ideas or yeah. there might be politics where people want to um, destroy you in, in a sense and take away your job from you and yeah. and and put you over there and, and it's and now now not only is Joe gone but now it's not the same for me mm-hmm. and what am I even doing here anymore? Yeah. Yeah. And you know well, what? Well that's the one I, thing that one fixture yeah that one fixture leaves. I'm not just saying he made the show but he, I think the dynamic of that show it was a perfect dynamic. It was it was perfect to me. It was it was just organic, raw, like you saw them from the start of you know, blow ups between the Migos, then oh, them, then, then, then them getting kind of getting, getting a gel. Then maybe you see some feuds here and there. And then you see them start to kind of get into this groove where they're like, yo, they're producing some fucking amazing content. And then it's gone. So I, I, like I often, band, yeah, I often know? wondered what a lot of people uh, that were on that project were still doing. I mean, I know, I, I know that they, there was a whole big shakeup there, and, and I know a lot of people left. But I always wondered, like people like you, or just all of the other people that really were the intricate fixtures in it. Like, you know, do, do you do, how do you, do you lose sleep at night when you think about that? Like, it, to see something blossom so quickly and then just deplete, like. You got to understand the power of detachment and moving on is so real. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like when he was rene- renegotiating, I was like, how's it going? How's it going? I kept checking in. How's it going? How's it going? And I never really knew it was because that wasn't my department. I'm mm-hmm. not involved with numbers. I'm not involved with any of that stuff. So um, he was like, nah, I think it's a wrap. And I think they were still trying to make it work, but it just didn't. And it was meant to be. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like, yeah. I mean, it's dope that at least we got that. Yeah. I would, I say the shit all the time. I didn't even know how amazing everyday struggle was going to be until it started happening. Yeah. Right. And like the chemistry started unfolding, and Joe was comfortable, and then academics was more comfortable with Joe, and then you know we got into this groove. And when it, when I knew it was about to be a wrap, mm-hmm. and I still had hope. I saw I I internalized it as okay this is the universe saying you wanted to go to LA for a while this is your opportunity to do that as a freelancer mm-hmm. you work from show to show mm-hmm. every no one stays on full house forever like yeah. you mm-hmm. do what you do and then you move on and you get other gigs and you get other jobs and yeah. like that's the part of evolution and mm-hmm. that's the part of making something different and shaking things up is that nothing lasts forever mm-hmm. yeah and I understood that and that's why <laughs> that's why I have something that I like personally like want to say like you know where there was obviously a feud between Complex and Joe mm-hmm. right it was the public right yeah. Complex was very cool about it in the public eye they were like it's okay we wish you the best Yeah, you know of course we do we wish you the best even though you talk shit about us but mm-hmm. it's like you know obviously something was going on things were always weird like you had an episode for 27 minutes and everybody's like, why do we have an episode for 27 minutes? Because Joe wasn't with it. Yeah. You know, obviously yeah. he wasn't with it. And he made that very clear. And so, again, there's things that go on. If corporate and creative, you know, don't yeah. see eye to eye, you got to let it go. Whatever. Like, it doesn't even fucking matter. It doesn't have to be personal. If I can't afford you because you want to be up here, then all right, I'm going to have to let you go. I don't need to be mad at you about that. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead and prosper, butterfly. Like, mm-hmm. have, a, have a ball. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah. 
that's what I, going back to when I said I appreciate this about Joe is like there was no fucking fear. No, nah, not at all. None. Mm-hmm. Mind you, he has a mansion. Yeah. He has a wife, a, a girlfriend with a baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all of these things and mouths and two dogs and you know like he's this amazing person who just was like I don't care I'm not gonna bend because you tell me this is who I am or this is what I'm worth or I can't do this and we can't you know like at one point like you can think okay ego or whatever but no it's just he wanted something different and something more and something better and and I respect it as a as a professional. I wasn't. I didn't take that personal. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Like, go ahead, do that. I'm gonna miss you. But and it's been a blast. But I guess I'm gonna have to go to L. A. now and like mm. live the life that I'm supposed to live. So let me figure some shit out about what I can do over there, and also yeah. be fearless, and also say I don't need a fucking steady check and like yeah. go because yeah. I think complex was like the first time that I was like, oh shit, it feels like a full time job. Like mm-hmm. I yeah. get a, I get a steady paycheck, which is always nice because I don't have to worry about paying my rent. Mm-hmm. And as a free Freelance as a creative, you're consistently making content here, making content there, doing whatever, getting these checks, waiting for these motherfucking checks. You know, like all different kinds of things that mm-hmm. that can make you afraid. But I am thriving now, and yeah. I moved at the end. I, I left Complex the tail end of March, m- moved to LA April third. What are we? August. August. Now. I have two jobs, and I have time to myself, That's and I'm dope. getting paid the most that I've ever been paid before. Yeah. That's dope. So Lie. you gotta believe in yourself, yeah. and you have to know when it's time to say goodbye and mm-hmm. and and call it a wrap. Unless yeah. you yeah. can figure out a creative way to make this money together and keep somebody and and become better. And like, how can I become a production company, or how can I be become a network and not be the same kind of shit? But yeah. when you have egos and people who want to think that they're better than everybody and fight yeah. and all the shit, you're gonna have to leave that the bricks that you cemented, and you're gonna have to move on. Yeah. I think I talk think, that it, shit. That was that, that really. I really felt that though. <laughs> Me too. Like, and and I only, agree. obviously, we, we both know Joe. Well, everyone in here now yeah. knows him. But um, just speaking from the outside perspective, that was one of the things where I look at it like people didn't really look at it where it was an ego thing. Before, people would give him that stigmatism. Like, yo, he's just a fucking asshole. This mm-hmm. was the one time where people were like, oh no, we roll, we rolling with Joe. Like it, this would you could see that something was off. Yeah, and I think that just complex handled it bad, and they they kind of showed their car, cards to the public, thinking they were going to be PC when he was just he was just the wrong person to kind of yeah play that game with. Where he was like, all right, y'all not going to do that. Y'all not going to make it seem like I'm 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 the disgruntled employee. So I'll air the whole shit out, and I think it worked in his favor. Yeah, and I mean that also is is a testament to to people like you who are behind the scenes mm-hmm. that like created such a great experience and environment. Like, of course, the talent and the hosts are the ones that drive it, but it's really the magic happens in the editing process, Definitely. the topics, like everything like that, like a cohesive teamwork. And it was really something special. Like yeah. we we were watching it, but we we're like, yo, this could be like the really next big thing. But you know what? Things happen. And I always say things happen for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I'm always curious. Now we we saw it from like a viewer standpoint. Mm. From a producer and like behind the scenes <laughs> standpoint, how did you guys handle the Migo situation? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Can I tell you? Can I fucking tell you this story? Yes, please tell us. Please. We're all really my interested. Perspective. My perspective, only my point POV, okay? So um, 
BET, I remember writing a little pitch to, uh, we had like an inner uh, person at Complex that helped us get that because mm -hmm. they knew somebody um, that was close to them at BET. So I made a little pitch sheet, a little one sheet. We thought it'd be dope. We mm -hmm. wanted them to like move around and like do things, but we also had to keep in mind that they talk shit. Yeah. So, you know, Joe worked really hard and fought me to, d to the death. Um, about getting security and and I was trying to get that for him and all of these things. So we finally got security because you know credentials are tight, mm -hmm. space is limited. Mm -hmm. We literally like, God bless BT and the People's Heart like gave us like two um st two stages in instead of just one. So like we had eight width of like eight feet wide instead of like four feet wide. We had mm -hmm. eight feet wide, but it was still the same length here. Mind you, we're in a tent. Okay, mind you, there's a bunch of electrical wires behind me and a bunch of Kino flows to light everything, so, which means that if something were to go awry, that whole shit would go aflames and it would be really bad. Yeah. So with that being said, I had like no space. I'm trying to like set up my three cameras. How can I do this? Mm -hmm. I put um, the camera literally up against the tent because mm -hmm. to get my wide shot because I had no way to do it. So I kind of, you know, gorilla stopped that. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, we actually had three extra stools for when the Migos comes. Mm -hmm. And we know that um, Joe is very, very, very particular about who he interviews and mm -hmm. he wants to make sure it's a good interview. So he'll watch the interviews. Like he, he, he researches his shit yeah. to a T. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, I don't really want to, I want to interview this person. I want to interview that person. Why are we interviewing this person? And, and like, so to, to, I cannot take all the credit for all the creativity. Like we all worked as a team and like oh, yeah. was on group chat, you know, group text and stuff and trying to figure out, is this okay? Do we think this is cool? What about this? Like, mm -hmm. this is why this would be a good idea. Yeah. So we finally got Migos, even though he kind of didn't really want them. And mind you, Lil Yachty was like our first um, interview ever at Everyday Struggle. Mm -hmm. And and it was still the beginning stages. So Joe was like, you know, like his temperature was a little different. And then yeah. he kind of got into the groove. So, um, but we didn't have a problem with Yachty. Like Yachty was fine. He left. He was happy. He was like, yeah, you know, Joe was like, I'm not trying to like, ha like hate you. Or I'm not mad at you. I just want you to understand. Mm -hmm. And he was like, yeah, 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 cool, cool. And he handled it really well. Yeah. You know, he's calm, yeah. right? He's, mm -hmm. he's from the good side of the yeah. streets, mm -hmm. obviously. Um, and so after that, I, th I guess because Migos is friends with him, yeah. Yeah. there was that tension because the social cut that we put out, obviously, was that great piece yeah. Like if, yeah i had to put that out like, yeah. I it was, you, not, that like, was a good you, 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 you did your job there, yeah. yeah you did your you know, job like, put it out because it's funny yeah um and so but then it's like you relive that moment of now you're embarrassed all over again and all of the shit so mm -hmm. it's just a little awkward after that and now so when amigos came and and he and joe's explained the behind the scenes stuff but this was why it was about yachty right yeah so when the Migos came, there was, one of them didn't give him dap. I forget who which one it was. Um, he didn't give him dap, and Joe was already like, all right, here, here the fuck we go. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't have no problem with y'all. <laughs> mm -hmm. Not that serious, but fine. And, and Joe's very big on fucking disrespect, obviously. Well, yeah. So yeah. we all sat down. So I'm over here. This is what I'm doing. This is my job here. I'm literally clapping, which is, for all the folks that don't know at home, it's when you take the clapper and you clap, so that way the editors know. <laughs> take one. Um, exactly. Yeah. The, 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 the take two, the take one. So and I'm literally taking set photos, listening on a headset to what they're saying, rapping talent so other talent could come because the red carpet don't stop. Once yeah. that person goes, this is a rap. Bye. Mm -hmm. And um, and I'm like 
handing people microphones and putting the stools in. So I'm doing all of these things. And all, all that happens, which I already knew was going to be bad once I saw Joe's face, um, was act all the way at the very end, <laughs> Tail, who's mm. the one that, that he gave him the interview, right? Yeah. And Ak is all the way at the end. And it is loud there. I can hear crystal clear because I have headphones on. Mm-hmm. Ak keeps saying, what'd you say? So what'd you say? Mind you, I'm, I'm trying to wrap them so we can get the last tail bit of people. Gotcha. Right? And Joe is very, very professional. He knows how to do this. This is academics first time. Yeah. You know? And that's something that we all kind of talked about on the side. Like, okay, I understand this, but it, it'll be fine. It'll be great. Um, so Joe took a lot of the lead on a lot of stuff that mm-hmm. day. And except for that. And he was like, go ahead, act as you. Close them out. Do yeah. what you got to do. Mm-hmm. And then instead of closing out, academics wanted to ask another question. And it was, oh. and not only is it fucking Tension City, but he asked the great question of, yo, people were saying that you, <laughs> you was left off bad and bougie. You said, you left off bad and bougie? And he goes, who's out low or bad and bougie? And he goes, what'd you say? <laughs> and, and so, and as many times, that was not edited to look like, he said that shit that many times. And all I could think about was like, Fuck! How am I gonna cut this? That's yeah. all. That's that was my initial thought. Like, how yeah. am I gonna cut this? Oh my god! I definitely want to have this in there. And then the shit just got worse. And then, and then Joe puts down the microphone. He's like, okay, but we gotta wrap it up though. Mm-hmm. And then, and because I'm like, you know, and oh, after that they're gonna wrap it up then. They're not even looking <laughs> to wrap it up then. And then I'm like, okay, okay. So all right, you're gonna wrap it the fuck up. So I'm looking at Ag, and then I see Joe just get up and walk towards me. Remember, there's not a lot of fucking feet here. Yeah. There's no space. Like, I have no space, like, yeah. at all. He walks towards me. I'm like, fuck. Drops the mic, all this shit. I'm like, okay. Now I see them all kind of get up. One of them was mad late. Like, didn't even know what was going on. Wasn't even paying attention. He's probably thinking about what he's going to do later. They all get up. And then I'm like, all right. Oh, what the fuck is going to happen? And then they start walking in. But... Obviously, they don't want to put hands on him because it's legal shit. So all the all the other entourage people, yo, got a problem, got a problem. I literally, it's like Jerry Springer. I just, I'm at the very tail end, stopping somebody from putting hands on Joe, even though he wasn't really gonna touch him. He like jerked that, like he, my hand, like my hand is on him, but he goes like this, but he can't, your arm can't reach him from yeah. there. You're just doing that. It's the fake out, being yeah, extra, you know. And then, yeah. and then my mom is like, why are you trying to stop a fight? Yada yada. I'm like, listen, first of all, I'm from New York. Two, you ain't gonna fuck my people up in front of me. Three, I have to save everybody in my set. Yeah. And what's going on? And what's gonna happen? And you know, like, and so at the end of the day, obviously that was our last interview. Yeah, yeah. Um, but at the end, <laughs> but at the end of that day, you know, we we thought about it. We talked, and I and I worked with the editor in the hotel room, and I said, okay, let's do it like this, and let's add this this tag in that's very funny. Mm-hmm. You never know who you'll meet on the VT red carpet. Okay. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. Yeah. Okay, so I was like, all right, how can we still use this shit? And we decided to use it mainly because. Chris Brown got into a fight with Quavo mm-hmm, that day or mm-hmm. some shit like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Joe's like, oh shit, they think it's him, but it's me. But they was about war for everybody that day. Like they was yeah. talking very BT. As soon as you get BT a war show, everybody wanna come out of pocket and do the most. Like that's mm-hmm. how I feel. That's how yeah. it's always been, right? Mm-hmm. They don't do that shit at MTV. They just look like clowns at a Halloween costume and come in and come out. Dead ass. But like, <laughs> Dead right? ass. So, Black people functions. Come on, man. <laughs> come on. So, come on. So we decided as a collective, I brought Nadeska down. I brought Chops down, I brought um, I brought Act down, and I sat with them and I said, look, this is what the cut looks like. Do we want to do this, yes or no? And everybody was on board. Mm-hmm. 
And then we put it out, and then it was like this whole shit with like Complex didn't want it to go out, and there's you know all this shit, and my ass might be on the line, and you know I'm our show went viral after that. There was there's memes for days. People are saying, do it look like I was left off of Bad and Bougie? You know, like all of these yeah. things. Like, mm-hmm. no, I don't want to do Ratchet TV. No, I don't. But this is real life. This is something that happened, and we and I made it light at the end, and nobody got hurt. And BET red carpet still existed. The tent wasn't broken. Yeah. So I just wanted to um, give something authentic. That was like our show. Our yeah. show was authentic. Our show was raw. We didn't really cover things up like that, mm-hmm. um, except for when we did the social cuts, and that wasn't until later on. Yeah. So that's what happened. Mm. That's Man, a, that's a, you're, <laughs> you're a good storyteller, I will say. That's a, that's a good story. She's a great peacekeeper, too. Well, well that, My gosh. That, that too. Um, well, shit. You answered mad questions. Um, but I, I do want to talk about, though, so now, I, I guess, evolution-wise, and it's, this is more, I guess, about a question for academic. Do you ever worry about him? And the only reason I say that, just because of he's he's caught in the mix of a lot of just different things between the the six nines and, and, and all this other stuff. Like, do you ever just kind of reach out to him like, hey, fam, you just, just be careful type shit? Um, I think... Uh I think Joe did that as a big brother mm-hmm. when they hung out a lot or talked a lot. I don't know how much they talk now. Yeah, I, I haven't talked to academics since March. Oh, really, okay. I tried to say hi once, but I didn't get a text back. Oh, um, so yeah, this is real life. I'm not trying to go. I don't feel. Yeah. I don't feel rejected or anything. I'm just mm-hmm. saying, like I yeah, haven't, I haven't talked to him. Yeah, um, <laughs> I love your facial expression. Um, so I don't personally, even as a, as a as a woman. I don't think I don't think academics would listen to like when I was with him in person it was different I got to have heart 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 to hearts with him and talk to him and I, I like who academics is as a person mm-hmm. like he's a really good like people talk shit about him and all this stuff but like I genuinely like him as a person I mm-hmm. think that I think that he's he like him and Joe would talk all the time about business and about growth and about you know, just a lot of things. Yeah. Like they were, they had like a little brotherhood that they had going on, and and Joe would tell him, "Yo, da da da," because he was experienced in that way. For me, I just sometimes you talk, sometimes you don't. You know your place. I didn't. I don't. I'm not afraid for academics. I think mm-hmm. that academics is brave and confident and courageous in even choosing this for a living. Like mm-hmm. once he signed that deal with Complex, he knew what was at stake. Definitely, he's mm-hmm. a satirical you know, person. He talks, he comments, he's, you know, and I feel that he's even more comfortable today. I love his tweets today mm-hmm. with him talking about Nicki Minaj and how he feels about those things. Um, I think that, like, if, if there's somebody that I'm scared for, it, and I'm not really scared for him, but it would be Takashi. Like, yeah. anybody, like, academics is, you know, like, when Vic Mensa came, that was all in the same fucking week, by the way. That's when we were in L.A. Yeah. That was wow. all the same week. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, what's going on in the world? Like, <laughs> we definitely need security on that red carpet. But, um... When that happened, it's like it's like Ak is not a tough guy. He's yeah. not yeah. here popping. He's not saying, "Well, then punch me in my face, then, yeah. bitch." You know, like he's not about. He's from Jersey, and he went to Rutgers. Like he's the college boy. Like he's a nice kid. You know, mm-hmm. like he. But he also is smart and knows that he needs people to protect him. So you best believe he will have that. Yeah, I don't think shooters are gonna come for him like is he that bad like does he does he popping off at the mouth is he talking shit and saying i'll eat your food and that's a new york term by the way yeah. i don't know if young people understand that but, <laughs> you know what i mean like that you know I, I don't know i just i guess when you look at it you see uh, all of the people that get affected when when you get in the mud i'll say 
and then not knowing, not having that background and not knowing how to maneuver, you know, those questions come up. It's like, uh, I, I hope that, you know, he's just maneuvering the right way. Not everybody can be Angie Martinez. True. And mm-hmm. I say that to say she is immune. She's been around. She's a vet. She's been around for so long. I grew up listening to her and mm-hmm. I love her. She's the one that can have anybody in her room and talk to her about anything. And she's straight. Yeah. It seems as if nowadays, like Peter Rosenberg, for example, mm-hmm. or, you know, like all of these personalities that anybody in the entertainment industry can get it because everybody's beefing. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and so it's, and there's, it's big on loyalty. Like in real life, if you have a girlfriend or a wife and she's talking to your enemy, you're not feeling that. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing that's so jaded with entertainment is like, one day I'm a fake friend to you because, oh, I'm at, like, this girl, Nikki, just went to, uh, Kim went to her album thing and now she's talking shit about Travis Scott and Kylie. Yeah. Like, for where I'm from, we don't do those things. Yeah. And guess who's never fucking talking to you again? And guess who's not promoting your album on my social media? And guess who's telling you you can kick rocks now too? Mm-hmm. And I don't understand why people want to be fake in the entertainment industry, but the fact that the matter is that a lot of people do have to be fake because you have a person like Peter Rosenberg who was, you know, trying to be PC and cool with everybody, but it's like, he's getting slack for that. Yeah. It's like, when are you, like, wrong damned if you do damned if you don't mm-hmm. either you're gonna take a side or you're not gonna take a side yeah. and either way you looked at as a herb that's true you know that's what true I mean? when you so, think about it well i mean a good segue point we i guess we can get into uh, nikki a little bit on your thoughts on that um what what do you think what do you i want to know your your just your idea of this this morphed nikki that we have now from start to finish and then also yeah. and even from a content yeah standpoint just from a too. content standpoint like would you do you think this is it's going to work between queen radio, between, um, these, these animated videos that she's releasing these rants. What do do you think about it? Okay. I think we lived in a dumbed down community. Um, I think that that's what propaganda, that's what programming and conditioning is all about. Mm -hmm. And I think that if anything, more than ever, we're living in a fucking circus when it comes to the entertainment industry and the VMAs was a perfect example of that when I was looking at everybody's motherfucking outfit. Because I thought it was Yo. a Halloween uh, extra, like a, yeah. a Halloween event. I'm like, and, and, and when you think about it, and I'm going to get into this Nikki thing too, but just, you know, just history here, right? Mm-hmm. When the VMA started, you had a couple of people wearing outlandish things, yeah. right? Yeah. You had Lil' Kim with that ugly-ass purple outfit on with the with her nipple cover, mm-hmm. and Diana Ross, like, slaps her titty, and it's funny, and it's yeah. outstanding, right? And mm-hmm. we gave Lil' Kim all this attention for it, and now... It's like everybody has to be outlandish and ugly looking mm-hmm. with they fucking dumbass outfit. That's not high fashion. Like you wearing Madonna cone titties with a devil outfit or whatever outfit you trying to rock, looking like you about to fuck somebody on a like for money yeah. or they trying to pay you for it. Like it just it it's just it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot like going this, on. It's like the thing about fame, period. And I, and let me get back to your question about like Nicki Minaj and what what word did you use? You used a word. You said. This, this and something about changing, like she morphing, morphing, yeah. morphing. She hasn't morphed one bit, and she's tried to, and it and, she, and it didn't work. So when you think about it, right, fame, artistry, she's been out for a little while now, mm-hmm. right? Almost what ten, 10 years? years, ten years. Mm-hmm. And I think for a lot of famous people and and, and artists in particular, they 
start to become a little afraid. Mm-hmm. Right? LL Cool J did 10 years and we're like, oh, legend. Yeah. That's when you become a legend of sorts, right? Yeah. When you've mm-hmm. been, when you're, when you're past that 10 year mark and yeah. you're like killing it. Definitely. And, and for women in particular, women who are in the game, right? It was always like we did have some women back in the day. We had Rod Digger, we had Missy Elliott, we had, you know, Lil' Kim Foxy Brown. And, you know, a lot of times because of the way the culture was before with Roxanne and all of that, mm-hmm. it was a lot of like competition. Like, yeah. but that was like sport and fun. Like yeah. we did it with dancing in mm-hmm. the 80s, right? It's like you did like the beat it, com- you know, the beat it music video was mm-hmm. like, this is how we spar, this is how we wore. Yeah. The bebop, like if you want to go back to the original uh, way of hip hop, like all the beat, you know, the b boys and the the dance competitions that they would have and so we brought that into rap and i think as a woman her being this new pinnacle of a new face and like you know remy being in in prison and it's like she was like she felt like she was the only one yeah and then her life got a little fuzzy in real life i think about people's real lives i don't Mm -hmm. fucking fall for the facade of what you want and how people look at you like her brother, I didn't know what her brother did. And when I read what her brother did, I was fucking horrified. Yeah. And I did not like that. And I thought that was horrible. And for a person to even back that shit, mm-hmm. I don't like that. So I'm looking at you as a person now. Yeah. And 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 I'm not saying you cannot love your brother unconditionally. Yeah. But don't fucking praise him and do all of these weird things. So I think that that and then her her childhood relationship when she didn't have shit fell apart because now she, now she now she's like I'm successful and I'm this and I'm that and I don't need your ass anymore it's a rap and mm-hmm. he, he says I was I was abused I was mentally abused I was verbally abused I was physically abused we can obviously see that she's somebody that you know I'm from Queens she's from Queens if your ego is so big and you think you're so important that shit's going to eat you alive mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there was a point of time, like, she had a whole bunch of gimmicks, right? Yeah. It was, I'm Barbie, and I'm this and this and this, and yeah. I am the... I, I did not like that, by the way. I really didn't. I didn't I, her monster verse was cool. I can, I can see the disdain cool. on your face. Her <laughs> monster verse was cool, like, <laughs> but I'm not, like, I'm not into all that. Like, I grew up off of, like, real rhyming. Like, I grew up off of Lauren Hill, Rod Digger, like, Lady Luck, like, all yeah. of these people, like, Rampage, you know, like... I grew up off, I love, my name is Lyric. I love lyrics, period. Like, yeah. what are you saying to me that can resonate to make me better or to yeah. make me bop? Like, yeah, we all fall for the okie doke when we listen to that trash shit. Yeah. You know, like all this downstairs, like programming. Mm-hmm. We love it because the beat is good and it's just catchy, but we know how to like separate ourselves personally from it. Yeah. But like, if you really don't have nothing to say ever, like, I like, I like truffle butter a lot, but that's also because there's a little Wayne and Drake on it. You know what I mean? (laughs) And that's like my go-to workout shit. But like, and, and I like some of her old shit, like bees in the trap. I really like. Yeah. Bees in the trap is hard. Um, you know, like that was fun because it was like that old school flow, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Been did that. Yeah. Yeah, Been popped off. You know, like it was, I was like, oh, okay, cool. But I think that her fear of not being important is is destroying her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That I want to have, I need to have a radio station now because everybody's doing it. I need to do this now and yeah. I need to be like this person and I need to yeah. be like that, but I'm the best person and I originated it and I am, and no, Cardi isn't better than me. Oh, but me and Cardi are friends because she's winning, so I have to be nice to her yeah. and I have to be nice to everybody except I'm also shysty on the low because we've also had interviews with like Kay Michelle for Everyday Struggle and she came on crying mm-hmm. when she talked about it. She's like I don't understand why like being a woman is hard Mm -hmm. and and I say that because 
you know, from our society, from the patriarchal shit, and then trying to like be good to each other. A lot of women aren't good to each other because yeah. they feel like they're competing too. It's mm-hmm. fucking ridiculous. And the fact that Cardi did so well, I think really fucking Suck. like she was like, I'm on a social media hiatus. Yeah. I'm not posting anything. And then for me, I I don't know if this is real or not because Nikki's not my friend, but I felt like she is going through something personally. Mm-hmm. Anytime you're quiet on social media, something's going on, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, all right, well, let me darken myself so people could want to see me. And then let me come out. Now I'm out. And now this and that. And yada, yada, yada. And I think that this whole tyrannical shit that she had to push her album again, right? Mm-hmm. She pushed her album again. I'm sure that didn't feel good. Yeah. But I also believe in karma. And what she did with K. Michelle, I didn't finish that, was K. Michelle had talked about, and other people have stories too that mm-hmm. I've heard behind the scenes where she's done shisty shit to people to get her way and like took K. Michelle's song title and made it her album yeah. title. So K. Michelle, like all of that shit will come to bite you in the ass. Mm-hmm. I love Alicia Keys. Sometimes I'm like, why is Alicia hanging out with this broad? Yeah. Like y- y'all don't resonate. You like sunflowers. She likes dick. Which like, I really thought that was a weird combination. Anytime you see it, it's just weird. It's, it's weird. See, I'm not bugging, right? No, no. And, no. And, and that's the thing about industry shit it's like, I'm sorry, y'all laughing at me. Um, you know, it's like industry shit is like, you know, this is why Drake makes that fake love straight up to my face. He can't even be collaborative with people like Kanye. Kanye is giving information to Pusha about yeah. him. And it's like people are so shysty, so shysty. And, and loyalty yeah. means everything. And, yeah. and, and Nikki is just scared out of her wits. Mm-hmm. I really... Not only is she popping pills or doing whatever kind of drugs to give her this motivation, and 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 do I think yeah. it's gonna fade? No, because we live in a downstairs. Uh, oh, you think it's gonna heighten? No, I think it's going to stay the same. I think that it's obvious it's going to stay the same because her album sales didn't do as well as she wanted them to do, I'm rolling. Yeah. and I'm because rolling. her streams yeah. didn't yeah. do as well as she wanted to do. So now she's out of her wits even more. So she's yeah. gonna put a three-hour motherfucking Queen Radio, Queen Queen MTV ain't shit. That fucking award ain't valid. Yeah. No moonwalker, no you bitch. You did not get a Grammy, mm-hmm. and you have to keep in mind that this is why she's acting out yeah. because she is afraid mm-hmm. now i have a serious question um it, it's kind of a two-part question so one do you feel like a reality tv show has ruined um media to a certain extent and then two um do you think that because people have seen the success of people like joe and uh, it's the real and the read when it comes to podcasts. You think now that people are trying to utilize podcasts as like a saving grace as something like, oh, I, I, I need to save my image or I need to be, you know, hip or pop. Because even though she has Queen Radio, I look at that as a podcast. I don't really look at that as traditional radio, what yeah. is going on. So, she's um, not spinning records. No. I mean, she spins her own. She spins her own records. But she, she spent her own. <laughs> she she put her, but I feel like when she puts her own records, sometimes I feel like that was kind of like when, you know, maybe the Apple execs came in and she said, let me put the music on. But, um, as someone who's done reality TV show from a production standpoint, like, do you have you seen have you seen reality TV show and even any production? <laughs> I know, I know. Yo, <laughs> but do you but do you but do you feel like do you feel like reality TV show or even podcast, even though it's had a positive effect in certain circumstances, it's 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 kind of uh, changed the game in a, in a negative way for those who aren't really about 
that content or really about making podcasts. They're just using it as like a safety net for an image or, you know, to hype shit up or something like that. Unfortunately, folks, anybody will use. I mean, we're in the day and age where TV isn't even relevant anymore. And so let's separate reality TV, right? Like reality TV is big. What reality TV? Mm -hmm. That's one question, but you don't have to answer that. We'll we'll get into the, I understand the heart of your question. Okay. And um, I was growing up in a time when I was graduating and trying to become a professional where the music industry at that time was changing. Podcasts, I'm sorry, not podcasts, iPods. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They were getting uh, popular when I was in college and I yeah. didn't have one yet. Like they had like the fake little MP3 players. Yeah, little, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like like now our digital yeah, she, stuff was she's changing. killing me with these chairs. <laughs> um did she just put them up too? Uh, oh man. But sorry, continue. Sorry. We got it. It's okay. Um, <laughs> heavy hands over I'm there. Really try. The camera. Yeah, I'm really trying. Yeah, I'm really trying. Um so no, 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 no. We rolling. We rolling. It's all right. It. All right, cool. So, no, just leave her. She's almost done. It'll be, it'll be quick. Hold for sound. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> so basically, um, I was. It was changing, and yeah. I, I remember I actually applied to NYU. Um, to be to get my master's in the music business because yeah. I was like, well, that can help me. You know, it's all about your resources, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't get in, thankfully, because I don't have as much debt as I could have had. Yeah, but um, yeah. and I made it regardless. So mm-hmm. you hear that, folks? You don't always need to continue your education with an institution. Mm-hmm. You can do it on your own. Yeah, um, Google's your best friend. <laughs> but um, now. I think Instagram, when I had Instagram, it was 2011, and mm. it was all about photography. It was gore- I fucking loved Instagram and what it used to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really, like, it's so sad to me every day I think about it. Um, and so you have Instagram, and you have Twitter, right? I remember when Twitter came out in, like, 2009. Oh, Everybody was, shit. I, mind you, I, when I was in college, Facebook came out. It was only for college people, and, you know, I emailed you an invite to the Facebook, and yeah. I'm like... No thanks. But then, but then my boyfriend at the time got on that bitch, and you best believe I fucking signed up. So I need to know what you think you doing. You know who you talking to. So that's how I got into social media, guys. Um, oh man, to, st- to stalk and, your and boyfriend in, in, in typical. That shit tells on everybody. Um, don't be putting no hard eye emojis. My man knows. He's like, I'm like, who's this big booty bitch? Uh, don't follow her. I let him have a couple, but I, so, you know, for the most part, I don't need like who you following now. What's this bitch like? Yeah, he, he he loves me because he deals with it. But oh. um, but it's important to me. Program, listen, programming <laughs> and what you looking at and feeding yourself with, with all this nasty shit. Like it's like penthouse, yo. Like we used to order them shits and them shits used to come in the mail with a black fucking plastic on that shit. And mm-hmm. now you go on fucking Twitter. My eleven year old nephew who's looking at YouTube can see a girl playing with her vagina if he wants to. Yeah. It's crazy out here. And it's the prostitution is real. You have these little Twitter thoughts talking about cash at me some money. Yo. And it's just it's wild. That, like, cash, at, that cash at that cash shit is retarded. What's happening to, me? to our women? What's happening to our people? Like, you know, you gotta yeah. you gotta like I don't have kids yet. Maybe Maybe if I lived in the Midwest, I would. You know what I mean? But, mm-hmm. like, you know, this mentality. But let me go back. So, <laughs> let me go back. So, 
we have these channels now. Yeah. Instagram has changed. Twitter has changed. We used to be able to like join a fan mail. You had to subscribe and pay to mm-hmm. have, to read a blog that Alicia Keys was posting about on her journey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That that came apart with the, it used to be uh, more organized. Now everything is independent. Now you have quote unquote SoundCloud rappers. Now you have people who everything is independent. So mm-hmm. I can do whatever the fuck I want, right? Yeah. And that's what gives us like this this liberation and this freedom, but also at the same time this detriment everything has its own shit sandwich yeah. so regardless of a podcast because not everybody's gonna listen to it mm-hmm. right but if you are somebody and you already have people who idolize you and you have to really be careful of that folks you don't need to be idolizing everybody out here not everybody is that important being on television doesn't make you a fucking god it mm-hmm. doesn't having a stylist who dresses people and putting makeup on your face and doing your hair does not make you an amazing fucking god it doesn't and you have yeah. to really be mindful with that and watch that because that's what people this is but this has been this way for years right we always yeah. idolize we always want to be somebody else or we yeah. always want to feel important it's like high school but in the fame realm everybody wants to be the most popular and that's what Nikki's doing mm-hmm. i'm the most popular so what we're doing what we're seeing here is people who have their own channel, yeah, their own Instagram live that's being recorded somewhere. Somebody can record that. Somebody can, you know, all of this technology that that was used and created to spy on us, mm-hmm. and 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 somehow we've kind of turned it against the powers that be and like, oh no, you want to beat that that black kid up, right, mm-hmm. right, police officer? Now nah, we got you, and we're gonna send this through the ACLU app too. So it's like, it's it's good and it's bad. But but the only reason why it's effective is just because if you say that somebody is important and they have 90 million people who, let's keep it real, not everybody is a real person mm-hmm. and, and you have mostly men that's looking at your ass, which is why they're not buying your music because I don't have to buy your music if you're giving me a penthouse spread. Let's keep mm-hmm. it real, right? If true. all you're doing is putting your ad, like, come on, like, I, I'm very mindful about what I post on my Instagram because I get programmed and conditioned too. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yep. if so. my man likes this picture, that means that I need to be, I'm over here, I, I'm not gonna lie, I work on my model faces because I never did that before. <laughs> and I, But it also gives me confidence and I'm not like overexposing myself and being this little thotty Instagram. Yeah. Like, yeah. I wanna be an Instagram model, I'm gonna sell flat tummy tea. So like, it's to the <sighs> point where, where regular people who aren't famous, I I don't want to say regular people. Everybody's a regular person. Famous people, people who aren't famous are now trying to emulate that. Yeah. And they're starting to, like, I can do it too. You know, I'm going to hire a stylist yeah. and I'm going to, you know, and you see that shit styled yeah. by this person, style Fashion Nova. Like, stop, first of all, stop fucking buying that shit because that shit is like cheapest Bronx on the mm-hmm. fucking Avenue, Fordham Road, $10 store shit. I bought from Fashion Nova and that was a big mistake. The next, the f- first time I washed the pants, the fucking stitches was coming out. And no, ain't nobody talking about it and it makes me mad. <laughs> or like, the, you know, you get it and the shit has a rip in it. And it's like, I can't even return this shit. Yeah. Like, it's really trash, guys. Fashion Nova is trash. Don't buy from there. Um, just don't. Okay, you can find cheap clothes that are better quality. Um, but you know, you see that. So back with the celebrities doing things like this, it's a detriment to them. Mm. You have Bunk with the with the with the white girl that's mm-hmm. kissing on his neck, the fifteen year old bad yeah. body. Cash me outside. Cash me outside, girl. And bad even that, body. that's also like hurting to me that you we really took Atlantic. We really took. A, a girl that was on a talk show, like one of these, I don't give a fuck, boot camp bitches. 
and made her a rapper. Well, Atlantic is on the run with that. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, they have Atlantic run with that. Run with and now that. you have a 20 something year old thinking it's cool to like post that on social media. But it's like, hmm, sir, did you know that was against the law? Yeah. So it's like all of these people are doing, you know, it's, it's a fucking circus. And I hate that we're all addicted to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You wake up, what you do? You look at your phone. No, tell your spouse or whoever, good morning. Yeah. How you doing? You want some breakfast? Read a fucking book. I love books. Me too. I don't, I don't Me own too. a TV because I'm not going to sit here wasting my life surfing through channels and, and a million networks. We used to have 13 channels on a dial. Yeah. Now we have a million and trillion goddamn fucking networks. And I can't, like, how much attention do you want? Like, how much attention can we give? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We need balance. You know, mm-hmm. I agree. Either you follow the person or you don't. No matter what, you're still going to see their shit. Because if you're following Shade Room or Hollywood Unlocked or one of those, you'll see. You know what I mean? But like, th- th- I like revolts, uh, you know, social media because they don't post a bunch of it's clown clean. shit. It's clean. Yeah. They, they post yeah. just real content. So sometimes I'm, I'm careful with who I follow. And yeah. I'm and I have to know these things because I work in this industry. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I just know, again, detachment. I know what to look at and I know what to not give my energy to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like it's important. And and these people, you're just I'd rather watch them from a logical perspective and under and I feel bad for um, the heart in me, the nurturing person in me. I, I Nicki Minaj needs therapy and yeah. she needs love. Mm-hmm. And she obviously doesn't have that because if you had that, you wouldn't be so insecure and asking for love all the time. Yeah. yeah. But isn't that hard for you as someone who's producer? Like, if you're developing a show, you're trying to develop topics, like, especially for when you need to everyday struggle, you had to look at these things, like, mm. in order to, you know, develop the program for every single episode. And especially since you guys did it frequently, you had to look at all this, quote, unquote, crazy nonsense we all the time. The so how are you able to, yeah, like, how are you able to, like... Constantly look at this stuff, but then set that boundary where you're not so attached to it, and then you find your time where you're detached, but you're not too detached because you still got a program to run. Because I'm not a hype beast. I'm not. I'm a fan of music, of good music. Mind you, I've been, again, when I interned at Bad Boy, I'm not going to lie, the only time I ever got nervous with who I met was Puff. Because I didn't know, I was, what, 22? I was 22 years old, and I was like, do I shake his hand? I probably don't shake his hand. Like, <laughs> I didn't, like, I, and it was in a studio. So, like, it was interesting because in the, in the office, he was Mr. Combs, and mm-hmm. you did not ride the elevator with him. They would never allow it. And, and his floor smelled extra special. He has these candles that he really likes, and they, it smells extra special up there. It's very, like, you know, it's my first time in a corporate environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then when he's in the studio, he's, he's Puff, and yeah. he's somebody else. And... You know, it's a little more laid back. And no, I didn't shake his hand. Um, and I'm glad I didn't because I didn't, you know, I didn't get rejected or anything. Yeah. Um, but that was the only time I really kind of got nervous because yeah. he's the owner of this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But for some reason, I guess maybe because I always wanted to be famous or not famous, like a singer, mm-hmm. like a yeah. celebrity. You know what I mean? I always thought I would have that. And I looked at things so objectively and I never like fanned out. I was, and I, I just, just me. Like I was never one of those little girls that ha- was hot for boys. You know, I had, yeah. you had some of those girls like, oh, and he's cute and he's cute and he's hot and he's hot. Like I was just not like, I'm like, I'm picky as fuck about everything <laughs> and everybody and like who I hang out with yeah. and like mm-hmm. what I do. You yeah. know what I mean? So I think because of that, 
when I'm around. And then you work in the industry, so you can't be doing that shit. Like, yeah. I remember yeah. working on Ace of Cakes, that old, like, uh, food show. That shit is old as hell. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, he's showing your age. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. Look, I'm, I'm an executive producer now, you know, for a reason. Um, but oh, she no, threw that right back like, in your face, yeah. Brandon. Yeah, she popped the collar. She popped the collar. I just made master, you know? But now nah, my mom was like, have that chef call me. Duff, let Duff call me. I'm like, nah, I can't do that. Like, So I already knew how to conduct myself around things like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I think the only person I asked for uh, pictures was Noriega and Erica Badu. Obviously. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. You yeah, know I ain't mad saying? at that. I'm not like, oh, Safari, take a picture of me. Hey. Yeah. Like, I don't stunt on my shit. Yo, I never took a picture with Joe until like the other day when we were in LA. And what was so funny was is it that, that group photo? He- no, it was just me. I was like, I told him, I'm like, yo, we don't have no pictures together. He's like, that's not true. I said, yes, it is. Like, we never took a picture together. Mm-hmm. And what was funny and ironic is that him and I were wearing the same. I saw I saw that picture. Outfit. I was like, yo, really? Revolt over there doing some wild shit. You got uniforms and shit. No, but like, wait, okay, so wait. So I came, I had a white, uh, a white shirt, like it was a bodysuit. I wore a white bodysuit and I had red pants, red guest pants that I haven't fit in since like 2012 and I lost some weight. And I'm like, oh shit, I could fit these again. So I wore this white shirt and these red pants and then I see him. And this motherfucker's wearing some red sweats and a white shirt. With that and, fucking hat. And, and with the hat, yeah. <laughs> and then I look, and we look, and we're like right outside of Revolt Studios. And and I look, and I'm like, yo, and it matches with this shit. Like, okay, we have to take a picture. <laughs> like, we gotta say, so we took a picture, and it was just ironic, and it happened that way. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not like stunned by, you're a human being. You're not, yeah. a celebrity or not, creative or not. Like, I love Drake. I love his, I love his music. I love his uh, vulnerability. I like anybody mm-hmm. that is open and raw with their lyrics. Yeah. I like composition. I like Mac Miller. Mm-hmm. I like Travis Scott. Like, they, they have music. Yeah. They have horns. They have composition. Yeah. And that's something that means more to me than you trying to stunt and say, I'm the best. On, yeah. Like, who cares? Mm-hmm. Like, are you? I'm not listening to your shit. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, well, I mean, since, since that picture, it, it, it's something happening with that picture. That you can... So Joe's coming out with a new show. Okay. But I'm not allowed to talk about anything. Uh-huh. Lyric, you <laughs> but it's going to be so great. It's going to be great. <laughs> oh, no, thanks. It, Where can they find great. it? They can find it on Revolt. There you go. Hey, we got something. We got something. We got something. It's on Revolt, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's, on my, it's on my Instagram, so I can say that. Um, but it's going to be amazing. Yeah. I can say that. It's going to be great. Um, we really, we all care about it. Everybody on that team. It's definitely different from the last corporate setting we were in. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's just going to be great. Yeah. That's just going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's what we need. We need that. Yeah. And, and, and granted, Joe has his pull-up. He does his, his one-on-one interviews, and he has his podcast, which is great. But, you know, like, I can listen to Joe and talk to Joe all day and, like, have him in different settings. Like, yeah. I, sometimes I think, like, I know a lot or I, I think my opinion matters, but he always has these extra insider information mm-hmm. that yeah. I don't have and yeah. I learn something from him and I'm like, oh, my God, no. <laughs> like, you know, so it's like it's that industry insider stuff and, and his knowledge and the way he articulates himself and his fucking hilariousness because yeah. he thinks like I think. So, I'm, you know, like, imagine if somebody agrees with every fucking thing you say and you're like, yes. You're my best friend ever. Like, just keep saying that. Like, that's that's something that I'm so happy for him. Yeah. And who he's become and who we've been able to see. Because maybe he was the same person the whole time. But we we all change and we get, you know, we get yeah. better if we want to. But um, I'm very happy for him. Yeah. And 
I'm so excited yeah. to, you uh, know, we, to get things started soon. Yeah, we definitely we definitely uh, understand when you said, like, when you meet someone, you're like, yes, like, Brand, I have that. That's like, how it was with us. Well, we, we just did. naturally clicked. Like, like yeah. It's like, Crazy. did you just become my best friend? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly literally what happened when we went to get our executive MBA. Like, shit was crazy. Um, this is This has been phenomenal. Um, we're really, really happy for you, especially to yeah. see your ascension. Yeah. I didn't know a lot. I knew that you were uh, a poet. I did know that. Did you? But, yeah, I did. How I, really, you know I that? didn't know that. Um, I won't tell you how. It's inside information. I can't share that with you. Um, but but um, I really am happy to get that that tidbit of just how you kind of ascended. That was really really interesting. I didn't know that you worked on those many projects, and oh so you're you're seasoned. I don't even look at you as like a, a rookie anymore. You're you're up there with oh, them. You thought I was a rookie? Yeah, but I thought you were one of the. He's being honest, Ellis. He, he said I wanted to bring a rookie to my show. We're so glad to have you, rookie. No, when I I, I, I mean rookie in the sense of of like you were one of the people I felt like that was just doing different shit like that just was just new like not rookie in the sense of you know your professionalism I'm saying the shit that you're doing was just like different you okay. can see it it was different and I think in the new realm I looked at it as being a rookie because you started to change the tide of how content was being created you started to change the tide of how we look and dissect music that's what I'm talking about well I'll tell you it's definitely not all me and it was definitely a lot of Joe mm -hmm. and um and a and a team effort. Like it makes a team. It takes it takes a village. It definitely takes a village. It takes a I village believe in to that. raise a person. That's a great it book, takes by the way. A village too. to yeah. do this. Look how many people's in here. One, two, three, four, five, six. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's all about family. Definitely. And, yes, we agree. And um, if it wasn't for family, I, I can't take all the credit for it. Mm -hmm. But but we were all when you're all aligned. That's when magic happens. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? So I'm excited to get even more. Like, there's a new family now, and yeah. there's a new team, and there's going to be amazing things. Mm -hmm. And that when we're all aligned and we're all, you know, getting the things that we want, and it's it's that's when things are incredible. You got to care about each other. You got to be considerate. You can't fall yep. for all the stupidity that you watch. Turn the fucking phone off for a second. Mm -hmm. Put that shit down. Don't fall for it. Yeah. You know, these people, they don't have love. It's hard. Can you imagine being extremely fucking rich and somebody and everybody knowing that and everybody wanting to be a friend? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Like yeah. no fucking thank you. I, like, I say that all the time. I don't I wouldn't want to be like like Drake famous. Absolutely. You not. know how it's lonely difficult. that's got to be? Yeah. Yeah, he talks about it in his music. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> you wonder why. Like, even Nikki, you think about it. You know how many people probably come up to her a day just, oh, I want to be your friend. You know what I'm saying? What can I do? Like, and it's like you don't know what's real, what's it's fake. All There's fans, so they all much. Fear her. Yeah, yeah. She it's likes just... that fear. That's she she in her own right, she feels like a queen. Yeah. Like I heard that when she was on TRL, she said, Oh, we're gonna do a music video, and all of her crew was like, Oh shit, what are we gonna do? I like come on, like you wanna shoot them. You have you you know all about securing locations mm -hmm. and like having concepts and having crew. Yeah. Like again, it takes a village. Like yes. there's everybody, like not only do I see the shot looking this way, but I need you to be able to help me get that shot yeah. and what you know what frame rate do we use if we want that what kind of equipment what kind of mm -hmm. camera what kind mm -hmm. of lens like what do we need in order to make that happen so it's definitely a group effort and and I'm really glad and I'm so grateful for the opportunity that I had with Complex and just learning that whole environment and understanding that and growing apart from it and moving mm -hmm. on from there mm -hmm. and you know, I take the good out of everything. Definitely. And and, yeah, and if I never got hired there, whether it was it ended up being a good experience or a bad experience, I got to meet Joe 
And Joe is the reason why I'm working with him today. Mm -hmm. And I was sad because I'm like, I still want to talk about hip hop. I still want to, you know, like I was talking to Spotify out in L.A. I was talking to All Deaf Digital. Mm -hmm. I was talking to um, uh, Billboard. Mm -hmm. they, they, they almost gave me a job and I turned it down because... Joe and his manager Ian was like, Larry, we need you, we need you. And I'm like, how the fuck can I say no? Like, yeah. Yeah. you know, so now I'm here by Coastal, which is the dream for most people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I am I'm glad that the universe spoke to me after I spoke to it and mm -hmm. it's giving me everything that I could have dreamed of and more. Mm -hmm. And I want to contribute making successful content and being able to be honest and authentic and saying things that people don't want to say. Yeah. And, and, and setting, like, for all of this uh, distraction, we need somebody to say, let's not be too distracted with that. And here's why. Yeah. Here's what's really yeah. going on. Mm -hmm. Like, you can either, if you're young and you're influenced by this stuff, you can see, oh, ego this and ego that. And I, yeah, me too, me too. Like, yeah. there's people who are in the sunken place. The real fucking sunken place, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and Facts. they don't know how somebody. Not even a, the flashes just encourage it. Yeah, you know it don't. I wish you could. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> I wish you could just snap somebody and then you know it, it goes away. But for all the young people that are loving hip hop today, and hip hop has changed so much too. There's mm -hmm. there's genres in hip hop now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know and. And I like some of the new shit, not all of the new shit. Some of the new shit I like, mm -hmm. um, but I also like people to say something. Yeah. yeah. And I don't ever want to lose that. And I think that because we're like independent people that we should be making our own shit, our own music and our own vibes and find a way to make that attractive. Like, mm -hmm. let's promote Raspity a little bit more. Like, I remember meeting her. She was amazing. She was oh, so sweetheart. sweet. Sweetheart. Like, and, like, and she's a great lyricist. It's like, but you get distracted by titties, vaginas, and fake asses every day. Yeah. It's, it's really it's sad. I, but she had, she had quite a year, though. Yeah, she rap, had rap, quite a year. Yeah, I was rap, so rap happy for her. I, I still don't feel like she got her just due. Oh, yeah, no. Honestly, but you, you she definitely, it. like... Her year was pretty her good. Her year was, was solid, especially for someone who, like you said, isn't out there, like, showing herself mm -hmm. in, in, a, in a promiscuous way. You know what I'm saying? So I agree. I agree. Um, what would be... Uh, I guess this is my last question for me. I don't, you may have another one, but my last question would be, what would be your advice for women who are interested in getting into not just the producer role or production role within within content, um, but someone who's just interested in getting into the creative slash business side? Because although you are a producer, I like to say that you are essentially a creative strategist. You solve problems and you create. Mm -hmm. So what is your suggestion, especially for women to get into this field or just even people in general? You know, I'm sure a lot of people who are going to be watching this are going to be possibly interested in taking this career out. So my first pieces of, of advice um, to most people, whose phone is going on? I don't know. Um, oh. It's okay. We can ignore it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so my first piece of advice is... You find out why you want to work in the industry. Anytime somebody, your your first interview ever, they will ask you why. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a, my interview with Bad Boy, the guy was, was telling me, and I'm good friends with him to this day. Um, he's like, you know, this is not all glitter and glam, <laughs> you know, and roses. And I was like, okay. Like, I, I genuinely, I didn't, I wasn't the type of person that wanted to be, a, like, I wanted this job because I want to be around famous people. 
you you gotta find out if your intention is pure or not. Mm-hmm. Um, because if it's not, you're gonna eventually like diminish or be somebody's lackey. That's a, another old term. Mm-hmm. But um, a peon, okay? A peon. A peon. You're gonna be someone's <laughs> minion, and you might get chewed up and spit out, or you might be successful if you're really good at kissing ass. I've seen it happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yep. let let your intention be pure. Why do you ask yourself? Why do I want to be in the entertainment industry? Why do I want to create? What do I want to create? What am I passionate about? And once you know what you're passionate about. That's when most of the time you'll get an opportunity. You have to tell somebody what you want to do. That's the only way to move up in the industry, period, Mm -hmm. is I want to do this, right? You work in the industry, you work in the industry. Like, there's always a thought before something produces, Mm -hmm. right? And then then you get all that experience of being doing logistical work, like paperwork and legal work. Mm -hmm. You should be well-rounded. If you want to be a business owner or if you want to own a production company or or a label or anything, then you need to know your your business. Like, Mm -hmm. you need to know the, the legalities of what you want from people. So if you know that you want people to travel... For example, you need to make sure there's per diem involved in that talent mm-hmm. agreement. Mm-hmm. You need to make sure that um, that you're writer, talking about yeah, writer. like mm-hmm. and and that you maybe you can use their likeness and merchandise if that you know like you have mm-hmm. to make sure your negotiations are set. You have to make sure you handle yourself respectfully. Well, learn how to write a motherfucking email. Learn how to read them too. Mm-hmm. Don't just reply yeah. quickly. Like there's just certain things that you want to be able to do. And prep yourself for if you want to be in this business. Yeah. And the more you know, take one thing at a time. Usually if you want to be in like TV or video or whatever, you want to be a production assistant first because that is like what we call the bottom of the totem pole. That's like usually the first job that you get into. And there, and I'll, and I'll help everybody out that's listening, from there you figure out what is it that I want to do because you don't want to be a production assistant. Your job is very important as a PA but what do you want to do? You can be an art director. You can be a prop master. Mm-hmm. You can be um, a stylist, wardrobe, costume designer. You can be um, a camera person. You can be a grip or an electric. Grip, mm-hmm. by the way, folks, grip grip and electric. Grips are the ones that create the stands and do all the hard work putting things together while the gaffer, therefore, goes ahead and fix the lighting mm-hmm. and you know puts the gels up. And You can do anything in these fields. So what is it that you want to do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look at the, the rates for these people. Figure out what you want to do. Is freelancing something that you want to do or do you want to be the one that's afraid and think that everything is stable and work a fucking nine to five? I'll yeah. tell you what, I'm so glad I don't ever have to do that. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's a very refreshing thing. I don't have to be a part of the the norm of like the construct of go to school do this and then that's fine yeah. because yeah. that it leads for a very like unsatisfied unfulfilled life unless you unless you really like your job mm. you know what I mean yeah. but if you want to work in entertainment your intention what is it your passion what is it what do you want to make and then figure out where you, what's who what set you're gonna be on if you if you I have a friend um, who I actually helped out um, and got her a job. And she, I asked her, I said, she was in Dwayne Reed. She worked in the Rockefeller Center, Dwayne Reed. Mm-hmm. And she goes, oh my God, you look like Adrian Bailon. And like, <laughs> you know, all this, like she was so sweet to me and I'm a good person at heart. So I was like, that's really kind of you. Like, you know, whatever she, and then I ended up, we talked and I was like, yeah, I work on everyday struggle upstairs. And she's like, no way. I watched that show and da, 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 da. Can I help you? Can I help you? Then all of a sudden, like we kept in touch. I took her information. I, I never got her on everyday struggle 
um you know i i'm, I'm careful mm-hmm. yeah, yeah you know yeah um but then i started seeing that like she was working on trl and i was like why well, how'd you do that young lady and she was just like yo i called mtv and after I, re- I re- after I read an article, and I didn't stop calling until I finally got to, through to the head of programming. Shit. And then I got an interview, and I and, she, and her passion, and and she, not only did she get that job, and she all she wanted to do was volunteer, and they were like, we don't have that position. We're <laughs> we're only looking for PAs, and she's like, oh my god, I have a title, like you know, like she's so humble and so genuine yeah. and so professional, and she's like, yeah. what do you need me to do? do you, can I help you? And she also got into like the NBC program uh, as well. And they oh, ask so her, they wow. ask you questions. They say, "Why do you want to be here? Mm-hmm. Why do you want to do this?" Because the last thing anybody, any fucking producer needs is for somebody to run around and want to snap a picture. Yeah. Do not ask celebrities for pictures. Don't fucking do it. I don't like when people do that. Don't mm-hmm. do it. You're here to work. Yep. Definitely. Like, you're, you know, like, be happy in it. I'm in it. I'm in, you know, people think it's fancy. Just because someone puts a camera on you and streams it or airs it somewhere doesn't mean it's the most amazing thing ever. Like, it's all real life, folks. It's Agreed. all real life. Agreed. So if you want to work in entertainment, make sure you want to work in entertainment mm-hmm. and then make it happen. That was dope, man. That was really dope. I'm th- thank you for coming on, yeah. Larry. Thank you for having we me. We really appreciate you. I was, um, was on nervous at first. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh shit, we're rolling. <laughs> I hope I don't stutter. <laughs> <laughs> we do all that shit. Uh, definitely, yeah. Uh, well, I know you're, you're not really. Do you want to give your social media? I, we would like sure. to. Sure. I mean, I'm not. That's not my phone. My phone hasn't been ringing at oh, all. Oh, it's mine. I don't. I, it's, it's, Airplane mode. It's Airplane the, it's mode. The group chat. Uh, um. <laughs> Yeah, so my my social is lyrics poetic, mm-hmm. and it never changes. That's my Instagram name that I've had since it was born. Yeah, um, it's on that on Twitter too. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, and I, you know, I don't OD. I I post regular stuff, and and yeah. <laughs> that's it. Well, it's a chance where people have questions like yeah, contact yeah. you that way yeah and some people do the people who are fans of Joe and are fans of the show are like there's some people that know me and I'm, I'm like I'm impressed and some people really care about what you know I hope you guys enjoy it if you're listening I, yeah. read, I read your DMs that you try to slide in I might not always <laughs> approve them but sometimes I do if I feel like you know their messages are decent enough where mm-hmm. it's like genuine like I feel yeah. it out and then I might say here's you know I give advice here and there to some people I can't do it all day. Yeah, yeah. but um, but this was a lot of advice. So that, for yeah, this is gonna that, be super helpful. Yeah. I think this is really really helpful. Um, but yeah, for everyone, any questions, slide into um, lyrics DMs. <laughs> <The> lyrics poetic. <laughs> uh, once again, I'm Brandon Killer BHL. Wait, wait, you're cutting it mad quick, son. What you mean? We got to tell them. Be sure to subscribe and <laughs> oh, follow. Shit. I Yo, did, you're I just like wrapping it up. Uh, All right, well, well. We'll wrap it up then. My <laughs> name is Erin Ashley Simon. But before we actually end, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hit that notification button if you want to hear from dope people like Lyric. We're going to get more dope guests on from whether they're known, unknown. We just want to bring people that provide interesting stories and feedback. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, Grassroots Pod. Um, what is this going to next Tuesday? Oh, get T-shirts. Um, yeah. Also, check out. We're going to have some clips from our fan get together, which we are. Yeah, yeah. We, it already passed, but you're going to see some clips from that. It's going to be really dope and fun. And also, feel free to 
let us know what kind of guests you want you know we we love to have guests who are also behind the scenes who can provide a different perspective so let us know if you want to learn from someone in the industry more than likely either we're friends with someone or we're friends with someone who's friends with someone then we can get them on and it's a great way for you guys to not only be entertained but also to be well informed because that's really important definitely you know i especially as someone i'm young i'm 26 so i was fortunate enough to have someone who is as veteran as you are guide me through and not everyone has that so yeah. we want to provide that for you guys definitely so back to you brandon uh, you can wrap it up then. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's be uh, real guys we hey, love you there you go <laughs> subscribe <laughs> yeah, subscribe uh again for, for the last time i'm brandon killer bhl and ashley simon our fine guest lyric and we out hey grass, 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 grass.